Hey everyone, welcome to Shorts with Tara and Jill. I'm Jill. And I'm Tara. I have to start with this, okay. Everybody knows I drink tea, I don't drink coffee, but we went on a trip this summer and I drank coffee because the coffee was amazing. So I come back and like, all I want is that coffee. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't even drink coffee, but I want that. But I gotta tell you, coffee is a good thing. Like I'll start off the day and be like, life is rough. And then you have that coffee and the caffeine kicks in and you're like, I can freaking conquer the world. What was I drinking before? Why was I drinking tea? I can't believe it took you so long to get here, Tara. (laughs) Where did you go for your coffee? Did you have Israeli coffee? No, well, and you're going to laugh when I drink because it's so, it's the strongest coffee you could possibly get in iced Americano, which is like all espresso, right? But <laughs> but I also can make it last like two days because I can't drink the whole thing. But man, it I'm almost 50. It took me that long to figure it out. I mean, you must have been completely wired because you're like pint size. You must have been out of, the, out of your tree. Right, coffee is a good thing. I get it now. <laughs> So I have coffee every morning. It's like the first thing I do when I wake up. Some people, I see all these influencers. I'm having my hot water with lemon. I'm having my like oat milk. Blah, blah. I'm like espresso right now. Yeah. And then um, as you know, Tara, since you were the one who brought me here for the first time, I am a soul cycle devotee. And I usually hit the road and head to rooster class for soul cycle. Um, which is such a good segue because today, <laughs> today we are so excited to be talking to Leah Malley, who is one of the Boston area Soul Cycle instruct- instructors, master instructor, senior instructor, mm-hmm. senior instructor, um, and she's amazing. And we're so excited to have her. She is the mom of two little kids, and she just like does it all. And I'm so excited to talk to her today. So welcome, Leah. Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm excited. This is my first podcast. <laughs> also, I have to say, Leah is a fellow Canadian, so it makes me even more excited. <laughs> yes. Um, but maybe can we just kick off? Tell us a little bit about your background and kind of how did you end up in Boston? I know there was like an Australia thing. Like, just tell us how you got here, how you got yes. to where you are today. So, yes, born and raised just outside of Toronto, went to school there and loved it my all my family is still there and in my junior year of college I studied abroad which was amazing I went to Australia it was life-changing and I met my my now husband and yeah the rest is really just kind of history we hit it off and I was visiting him a week after I got home and then I was living here pretty much that summer and then finished up my undergrad was back and forth throughout my master's degree. And then I just kind of never looked back and I've been here over 10 years now, which is wild to think. But I got involved in fitness because I loved sports growing up. I also loved dancing and I was just like super into it, super active. We'll talk probably about my excess of energy and how I always needed a job like SoulCycle just to have an outlet, like somewhere to put it. So yeah, I always just thrived on like a team and sports, kind of like a jack of all trade, master of none type situation. (laughs) So I wanted to play a sport in college. And like I said, I wasn't like a rock star at any one sport, but I thought like my best shot was going to be soccer. 
So I just like walked on to like the open tryouts. Like nobody knew my name. Like no one cared who I was. Like, but I just showed up and worked my ass off. Like to the point where I was just like a crazy person on the field. <laughs> and I think that's like why I made, why I made the team. Um, so fast forward a year, I sat on the bench the entire time <laughs> and I just showed up every single day to practice and was like a motivating force to my teammates. And the following year, the coach said like, we love you. We love you on this team, but there's just like not a spot for you on the field, but we'd love to keep you on as the strength and conditioning coach. So that's kind of like how I got into fitness. I was like, I love doing it and motivating and, and being on the team, but I can't control the ball worth shit. (laughs) So so then I, I yeah, then I just, I just got into like group fitness. I got my yoga teacher training. I did bar teacher training. And then I took soul cycle for the first time and just absolutely loved it. And that was almost eight years ago. So here we are and couldn't be happier. So when you started doing soul cycle, that was like really competitive time, wasn't it? Because everybody, yes. a lot of people wanted to be an instructor. I remember just being in the classes and people would ask, how do you become an instructor? So what was that like? Definitely. It was, it was intimidating. I can remember that same week I was doing auditions for bar and yoga teacher training. And I had not taken many soul cycle classes. I had taken, I think, 10 soul cycle classes when I auditioned. So I was not a very strong or technical writer, but I kind of did the same thing that I did at the soccer tryout. Like I just went so hard and was just trying to hype everyone up in the room around me. And I think that's just what made me stand out. So yeah, I went to New York for eight weeks and I trained and I continued to work hard and it all kind of worked out. I was happy to come back to Boston where they were just about to expand. And yeah, I've been in the suburbs for most of my time with Seoul. And now just recently I'm branching out to the city, which has been an adjustment that's been really fun. That's great. So staying on the Seoul topic for a second, I want to know how you, you teach so many classes. I don't know how many classes do you teach a week, roughly? 12. 12. Oh, okay. So, and the thing is like, I've been in multiple times of your class. Like I've been in like a 9.30 and a 7 a.m. And like, you don't, you're on that bike and you are riding. You're not like walking around, you know, waving your hands around and stuff, which would be fine. But you're actually like really working out. Like how the hell do you just have it on like zero resistance like how do you do that physically so you definitely build up like a tolerance for the amount of riding like that's just come with years of experience I have to ride with enough resistance so that I don't get hurt and I I always say like I'd rather my muscles be sore than my joints so I have enough support that like I'm not going to be injuring myself but there is a, definitely a difference between how I ride my class versus how I would take a class. But then again, like some, I, I do feel like the more I put into it, the more I get into it. So I just like to ride hard. And like there will be days where I'll say, okay, I'm just going to kind of chill today on the bike. I'm just going to kind of you know take it easy. And then I'll come out like drenched in sweat. Like that was not taking it easy. I just get – I just love it. Like 
it's like the the lights go off, the music is up, and the curtain opens, and then it's just like it's so fun for me. I get so much adrenaline that I just and so much energy from the people there. Like, hello, I'm looking out at people that are giving me the same amount of energy right back. So it is like a give and take. And I just try to stay on top of like the basic recovery, like water, stretching. I just try and like stay on top of it so that I can continue on because I really do love it. And I never thought I would be able to do it this long at this level, but yeah, I'm I'm grateful. You You can can tell if you love, you can tell you're very like genuinely enthusiastic in these classes. I can't believe you're like talking while you're on the bike. (laughs) I like, I can't even breathe, but I mean, you're definitely like, it, it, it comes through and it's very genuine. And I also, I just have to say that I appreciate, you know, when you, there's a lot of like psycho speak, you know, in soul cycle, which is sometimes helpful. Sometimes it's like, I think I'm just going to tune out. But um, I have to say when you kind of do your motivational little snippets, it's very real. It's very genuine. And I feel like it's really based in reality and in your experience. I remember the other day you said something about you were taking your daughter um, rock climbing and you're like, she didn't want to, she didn't want to go at all. She wouldn't even put the harness on. And then she put the harness on and you're like, don't look at the top. Like, don't think about the top of the wall. Just think about the next peg or whatever you call it. And that was exactly. just like really sweet and, and motivational and, and real. So I appreciate that. I definitely draw so much inspiration from my kids now. And, and the whole, like, how do I get the energy? I truly feel like, like, for example, today I'm home the whole day with my one-year-old and my three-year-old and I'll teach tonight at six thirty, and I'm like a caged animal going into that class. Like I am excited to just like, um, honestly, I say like, take a break to go and, and ride and teach. And I know it's not like your, your typical break, but it rejuvenates me. Like it does fill me up. It, it restores my energy. So I'm grateful for that. But yeah, my, my kids are definitely inspiring. So you did ride while you were pregnant, didn't you? You talked. I did. Yes. I did that a little bit because some of our listeners might be pregnant and might wonder is this safe for me because I remember when I was pregnant you don't know like what's good what's bad so can you just talk to us a little bit about that for sure with my first at that point I was like pretty deep in like my schedule I think I had like 21 classes a week at that point so I was teaching like an insane amount I did cut back a little bit um especially those early morning classes because you feel like shit. Like you, I was not like, I did have extreme morning sickness. I don't know why they call it morning sickness because it, it followed me throughout the day for the first trimester, but I felt the best when I was on the bike. And like, that was, I didn't want to just like stop being active. Fortunately, I was lucky enough to continue to ride and it felt for the most part. Okay. Um, and then yeah, so I, I taught all the way up to my due date with my first, and then I was, of course, late. So, you know, after she came, I took a few months off. I was so excited to get back into it. With my son, um, it was, co- we were in the lockdown, so Soul Cycle was closed for three months. And so I wasn't teaching. And it was hard. I was, I had wished that I was able to teach. But so I took that time kind of off from riding and going back 
teaching outside was was challenging. I did not ride the same amount that I did my first pregnancy. It was just too damn hot. Like we were outside in August and I was eight months pregnant. I was like, I'm not doing this. So that's actually when I started my off the bike class. Um, yeah. Because we weren't able to ride. I missed the community. I missed the connection. And I forced my husband to work out in my basement with me and we uploaded full body workouts to YouTube and <laughs> the Mali method was born. Um, yeah. And so tell us about the Mali method. Like what's the, what's the sort of program philosophy or just give us a little bit of background about it. So it started off as just a way to kind of pass the time in quarantine. I was doing like it was like a hit workout. And I did that for five months. Everyone would tune in. We would cheer each other on. It was free. Like it was just for fun, just to somewhere to put my energy. <laughs> and then when SoulCycle opened back up, uh, I was surprised to learn that people still wanted to do it. So I took it virtual. I did it online and did it for a little bit had my son, took some time off, went back to it. And then it kind of shifted a little bit after about a year and a half. I wanted it to be more like SoulCycle in the sense that I wanted it to be driven by beat. I really loved doing like the strength training work. I honestly feel like it saved my body from injury going back on the bike so much postpartum. So doing like a little cross training was really good, but it was getting like to feel like a little bit of a chore. And I just feel like, I mean, you know, when the music is motivating you, it's so much more fun. So then I reprogrammed it to be like a rhythm based full body workout. And I taught in person. I've, I've done it a few different places. I was doing it in person at Legacy Place. I did it virtually a couple times with Kelly Brabant on her app. Um, I did it in this, where was it? Tall Ships in East Boston. I have a couple dates coming up where I'm going to do it in Fenway. So it, it's kind of like an ever evolving thing. It's like my passion project. Like it, it, it is like I, like you had just mentioned when I was talking about my daughter climbing, like I'm not focusing on where I want to necessarily end up with it. I'm just kind of taking it step by step and just seeing where it goes. So for example, so for that, um, for example, for Fenway or tall ships or legacy or wherever, do you, are you reaching out to people? Like how do you, or, or people come to you? Like, how do you drive that? Or do you, are you just kind of like, I'm going to just take what comes my way. Are you getting out there a, and pushing? A little bit of both, a little bit of both. Um, recently I've had a shift in my schedule where I'm, I'm in the city a lot more. So I have to take a little bit of a breath because a couple of weeks ago I did do an outdoor workout and it was just, I, I just felt like I was spread a little bit too thin. And so now I'm just kind of adjusting to this new schedule. I don't want to have it like, I don't want to do it consistently at this point, like on a weekly basis. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, like when I was trying to kind of shop it around, I was reaching out to people. Then people started to reach out to me. It's kind of like the more you it, like networking, the more you kind of 
get out there, the more people are going to reach out to you. So it's been awesome. And I wish I could do it everywhere with everyone, <laughs> but it is like the same type of thing as SoulCycle as I am doing the workout physically. So <laughs> it takes, it takes a toll for sure. And just like the time I, I teach 12 classes a week at SoulCycle. My husband is a teacher. So luckily our schedules complement each other. Well, he's home evenings, weekends. And then I try to teach most of my classes you know, when he's available, but otherwise, God bless my mother-in-law. She's here and she helps out a lot. But other than that, like I'm pretty much full-time working, full-time momming. So it's until the kids get a little bit older. I, yeah, I just feel like I have a lot on my plate. Yeah. Can I ask you one follow one last question? Yeah. Drink coffee. <laughs> yes, of course. Yes. Of course. I twelve classes on tea. <laughs> I get out of bed to the thought of coffee. I'm like, let's go. And you know what's funny is my husband was like you. He didn't drink it for so long, and I was just like, what? How do you wake up? How do you like feel okay? <laughs> and now, now he's hooked. But. Um, yeah, t- I miss my Tim Hortons. I'm sure you can agree, Jill. Yes. Okay, our- so this is, yes, this is a good segue because we're. I want to ask you a few Canadian specific questions. Yes. <laughs> okay. What's your Tim? What's your Tim Hortons order or favorite order? I love ice caps. Ice cappuccinos. Ice cap. Okay. So ice cap, like sugar, no sugar, sweetener, anything. I get it with chocolate milk. okay protein Um, and then I I like iced coffee all year round unless I'm at home like my my coffee that I make at home I make it hot but if I'm out and about getting coffee I prefer iced okay um favorite Canadian candy coffee crisp speaking of coffee Mm. coffee crisp it's so good and I've already got my head start on my Halloween candy. And it's sad because coffee crisp bars are huge in Canada, but you can't find them anywhere here. No. I mean, you can find, yeah, there's certain places you can find them. But not the little guys, not for Halloween. You have to uh, let me know because I, I need will. some of those. I will. My my uh, my son and I love jujubes. My parents oh, yeah. sent home like a big two-pound bag for us. It was so good. Um, okay, favorite Canadian food? Poutine. Oh, good one. Good Amazing. One. Amazing. I'm going to get it next weekend. I'm going, I'm going home for Canadian Thanksgiving for the first time in a decade. So, so good. I'm excited. Even McDonald's has good poutine. Oh, yes. In Canada. So good. Um, the best. Okay. Favorite Canadian pop star? Ooh, this one's hard because there's so many, but I got to go with Justin Bieber or Drake. Okay. Drake used to live in my parents' building, by the way. <laughs> Didn't. That's like my biggest claim to fame. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. That is so cool. That's true. Yeah. Um, he grew wow. up in an area like right near where I grew up. Um, okay. Favorite Canadian saying. Oh man. I can give you mine in case it Yeah, what is yours? Bob's your uncle. Wait, say that again. Bob's your uncle. You probably don't even know that. Oh, oh okay. It, it, I, at first, <laughs> I, I did not hear you. And then the second time, I was like, okay. Um, yes, my, my sister actually says that all the time. 
what is my favorite Canadian saying? You can think about it. I honestly feel like I don't even say A anymore. I feel like I used yeah. to, and I just I don't even say it anymore. Um, sometimes I'll say things that my husband like doesn't know what it is and he'll just say it's Canadian. And I'm like, it's actually not, you just don't know it. <laughs> but I always get called out for saying tube. Tube. When I have, yeah. I always get term. called out instead of yeah. beanie. I'm like yeah, that's a toque. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well, it was so awesome to talk to you. Thank you so much for taking the time with us. Oh my gosh, um, of course. Where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram at Leah Malley. You can find me in a Soul Cycle studio riding a bike <laughs> in Chestnut Hill and Back Bay and Seaport. And you can find me teaching my Malley method everywhere and everywhere. I don't know. At this point, I have all of my workouts saved on a virtual library. You can check it out through my website, leahmalley.com. And I also announce all of like my upcoming live workouts on there and on my social channels. So awesome. Thank you. Thank you you guys so much. I really appreciate it. Bye. Hopefully I see you on a bike soon. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. We would love to answer any of your questions on future episodes of shorts. Bermuda shorts, jean shorts, short shorts, boy shorts, tennis shorts, Cargo shorts, pleated shorts, running shorts, board shorts, 